so welcome back to the podcast and this week we've got a slightly different podcast uh this is all to do with what's coming up in september i've got paul here with me hi paul hello what are we doing in september what's happening in the services okay um more to do with the contents than than format i mean we're still in lockdown hopefully at some time soon we'll be beginning to have live congregations it's quite a strange experience preaching to uh one or two people for the last few months so so hopefully at some point we'll be doing that and there'll be details about that later uh, what i want to just flag up today is what we're hoping to preach through um, in the mornings we're going to be uh, preaching through to corinthians uh, and i'll probably say something about that on another podcast in in maybe a week's time two corinthians is a very uh, exciting book very challenging book it's a book that takes us to the very heart of the apostle paul and it deals with the kind of subject of you know how you deal with conflict how you deal with suffering and and what real christian service and ministry looks like and it applies to all of us so so two Corinthians is a very exciting book to look at in the evenings clover and i are going to be preaching through the first nine chapters of the book of proverbs so i've been engaging with proverbs for the last few months and really enjoyed it and uh, i'm really excited about working through through those chapters so why have we chosen Proverbs? It's a bit of a difficult book, isn't it? Um, you could say that about almost any other, any Bible book, I, I guess. Um, I guess when it comes down to it, there are, there are a number of reasons why people um, think it's difficult. And, 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 and genuinely, you know, you could think of it in those terms. Partly because, well, it just seems common sense. Partly because of the structure in that you just have long lists of, of Proverbs and so on. Um, and then, again, people ask, well, you know, has it got anything to do with God, really? He doesn't talk about prayer. I think in the whole of the book of Proverbs, there's probably one prayer uh, recorded altogether. Um, it, it doesn't say much about how we serve God in the world. God is mentioned, but, but you know, not in every verse. So, um, you know, why is it important? Well, number of things. Um, number one, it is the word of God. And if we are to, to have the full understanding of God's plan for our lives we need the whole of God's word the Bible the whole Bible nothing but the Bible and so even if it's difficult we've got to engage with it second thing it's about wisdom great theme is wisdom and we live in an age that desperately needs wisdom we live in an age where knowledge has expanded we know far more than a previous generation ever did um, we got facts coming out of our ears. If we want to know anything, we can check on Google, and uh, and so on. But but are we a wise age? I'm not sure. Wisdom in part and parcel of being a Christian. God is the God who is wise, um, and He wants us to be wise. I think another reason is because Proverbs help us on the subject of guidance, decision making. Uh, we're making decisions all the time. Every day we make decisions. Some are less important than others but we have to make decisions and the book of proverbs purports to help us to understand the right way to deal with some of those decisions one last thing is that it's pretty comprehensive uh, it deals with a whole range of subjects that aren't necessarily dealt with elsewhere in the word of god and what it what it says in the book of proverbs i think is that this funny idea we have in our mind of the difference between the sacred and the secular uh, you know the stuff we do at church the stuff we do in our personal devotions and then the stuff we do the rest of the time 
well, there's this division and, and part of it's important, the other part isn't. Part of it God's interested in and the other part really God isn't interested in at all. You know, two degrees, two divisions, if you like. Book of Proverbs cuts through it. It says everything's important to God. How you pray is important. How you make the breakfast is important. How you get up in the morning and, and whether you're noisy in the morning and you wake everybody up cheerfully or whether you're very gentle and sensitive to the way in which your, your, your neighbours... Uh, um, <laughs> correspond when you wake up in the morning a whole range of things that it deals with so so for those reasons and I guess for others as well that's the subject that we want to uh, deal with in these next few few months really mm. now if I dare ask you in just a short space of time can you tell us just in brief what's Proverbs about give us a little soundbite okay yeah Proverbs is about wisdom it's about how to be a wise person uh, what is wisdom? How do we explain? How do we define wisdom? Well, the Bible gives all sorts of ways to think about it. Um, wisdom is the ability to make good and godly decisions and to live a life that is orientated towards the living God. It's the ability to, to, to make life work. It's the ability to, uh, to live in such a way that we're pleasing God. Um, most of the time in our lives, the decisions we make are not moral or immoral decisions. I mean, should I um, steal something from the shop? Well, that's not a decision I need to even think about. I mean, that's a moral decision. It's black and white, very simple. Most of the decisions we make are wisdom decisions. It's not right or wrong. It's what's the best option. And the book of Proverbs helps us through that. And the range of subjects it deals with is stunning. So the use of our words, our language. There's a lot about relationships, husbands and wives, parents and children. It's a huge amount about friendship. It's a great deal about our heart, um, what drives us. There's a lot about our emotions. Um, in the Middle Ages, they talked about the seven deadly sins. And as I've reread Proverbs again, it certainly struck me. I mean, I don't know whether this is the case, but if you were to come up with the seven deadly sins, they're all there in the book of Proverbs. Sloth is, is, is right up there. Gluttony, pride, envy, avarice, avarice anger, lust, all of those are warned about. Um, and then beyond that, it's about the two ways to live. So it's, it's what's called a wisdom book. Job is a wisdom book and uh, Ecclesiastes is a wisdom book. And wisdom literature kind of scattered through the Old Testament. So think of Psalm 1, it's a wisdom psalm, two ways to live. Blessed is the man, cursed is the man. So Proverbs really helps us to understand what's the best way to live. Great. So if, if we were to open up Proverbs now and just start at the beginning and work our way through, what would you advise? How should we be reading the book? I, I must admit, I've read Proverbs recently and some of the time it feels quite random. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the first nine chapters, which is where we're starting, are fairly straightforward. Um, in the, what you've got there is a series of instructions from a father to a son. And, um, and the way to read that really is to see it in that light. That's the structure of it. That's the, um, the method. But having said that, uh, we need to understand it's, it's also a king, King Solomon, to a prince. But more than that, it's a heavenly father to his adopted children. So, so um, it's all about the kind of direction and advice that God would give us. Um, sometimes people say it's just common sense, God is nowhere. God is everywhere in the book of Proverbs, and particularly in the first nine chapters, which kind of set the scene for everything that follows. 
Um, one of the things that, that struck me is that if the Bible is the word of God and it is Christ speaking, then very often when we hear these little nuggets of truth, it's Jesus speaking to us and so we can hear his voice. So, so the first part of it is, is read like that and that, that's the part we're going to be preaching through. When you get to chapter 10, as you say, it kind of looks random. You know, you've got this subject and then another subject and then another subject. If you look carefully, there are bits where there are kind of a little run on a subject. Um, I was reading in Proverbs this morning and, and there are three or four little kind of Proverbs altogether that deal with the subject of sloth and being lazy. And they're kind of piled together, but by and large it is random. So, so how do you read it? Well, one of the ways to read it is, is to kind of draw out themes and so um, you can use a concordance or you can use cross-references. So you decide, I want to find out what, the, what, what it says about sloth, for example, or gluttony, or pride, um, or, or marriage. And you can pick up you know, one proverb in chapter 10 and another in chapter 12 and another in chapter 15 and you can look at it thematically. And I guess, and, and Clever and I haven't decided this yet, if in the new year we continue with Proverbs, that's the way we might preach it. Uh, that, that's one way to preach it. Another way to do it, and that's what I've been doing this month, and that's why I, I requested this podcast today, is to read a chapter a day. A great thing about Proverbs is 31 chapters. Um, if you began on the 1st of September and you read a chapter a day and you did the same for the next four months, um, in a couple of months you'd have to double up and you'd have to read two chapters but by and large you read through to chapter 21 uh, sorry chapter 31 by the end of September start again and you then begin to kind of get it under your skin now the way I'm, I've done it I, I, I've been reading through a chapter a day um, and so the date today is the 20 um, remind me what it is is it the 20... Today is the 27th. This podcast is going out on the 28th. Okay, so today is the 27th. So I'm just turning to this morning. This morning I was read chapter 27. And having read it, I, I kind of picked up on one particular proverb. And actually, um, there was a number I could have done, but it was proverb uh, in, in verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not, do not know what a day they bring. Now, now one of the things that the, the, the proverbs is... It, the, the word proverb... Um, is actually a word which in Hebrew means um, it is like. In other words, life is like this. It's a little, um, it's a little slice of life. And the way to read Proverbs is to take it and to. It's a little bit like a, a boiled sweet. You take it and you suck it and you think about it and you really meditate on it. You look at cross references. So to, to, to chapter 27 verse 1, there's a cross reference to James in the New Testament about planning for the future. Um, there are prof, uh, cross references in other parts. So, so I just spent five, ten minutes meditating on that one proverb. If I do the same in October, on October the 27th, I get to chapter 27, and I might find another proverb there and pick it out. Um, I'm in good company when I do that. Apparently, Billy Graham read a chapter of Proverbs every day of um, the month for the whole of his life. He read a psalm in the morning and a chapter from Proverbs in the evening. He said, I want to read the psalms because I want to know who God is. I want to read the book of Proverbs because I want to know what man is like. And Proverbs kind of gives an insight into the human heart. So, so how do you how do you read it? Um, take it slowly. Maybe look at themes, but maybe read a chapter a day, and then pick out one chapter in particular. Uh, sorry, one verse in particular, one proverb in particular, 
and and suck it and say, you know, think about it, allow it to uh, to, to 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 affect the way in which you think. Hmm. Great. But but Paul, isn't aren't most of the proverbs just common sense things? Things like saying the early bird catches the worm. Isn't yeah, yeah. isn't that what proverbs is doing? Or have I got the wrong end of the stick? No, 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 no. Um, you, a lot of it is common sense, and and that shouldn't surprise us. Because common sense is, is we, we kind of admire common sense because it's a good thing, and it is a good thing. Common sense looks at the world and it makes observations about the way the world is. How does life work? How does the world work? And the book of Proverbs very clearly is revealed by God. You know, verse 1 of chapter 1 says these are the Proverbs of Solomon. So um, I think something like 27 out of 31 chapters come directly from Solomon. Um, he's the author, and, and he was a man who was greatly wise. But the interesting thing is, when you ask the question, where did he get his wisdom from? He got it from God. God says to him, what, what do you want? He asks for wisdom, and God gives him wisdom. James chapter 1 says, if you want wisdom, ask God. He'll give it to you. Now, now wisdom is talking about the way the world works. They're instructions from the Creator. They are the maker's handbook, if you like. Um, so it shouldn't surprise us. If I buy a new laptop and at the front it says in big, bold letters, sometimes this laptop might get hot. So if it gets hot, whatever you do, don't take a glass of cold water and pour it over it. Uh, those are the maker's most basic instructions. And I choose to ignore that, then I'm an idiot. And an idiot is someone who ignores the maker's instructions. So a lot of it is common sense, and it shouldn't surprise us that it's common sense. Um, sometimes it's against common sense. Sometimes it goes beyond common sense. Um, sometimes it seems to be contradictory. I'll say a little bit about that when I preach it on um, the, a couple of Sundays' time. Um, because sometimes life works one way, and sometimes life works the other. So, so, And then the other thing to say about, about it is that uh, for all of these proverbs, the reason we're beginning in chapters 1 to 9 is because they set the framework and all the way through, right from the beginning, and it's, it's a number of times, uh, you've got this little motto that keeps coming up, chapter 1 and verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And chapter 3 and verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord. So, so Proverbs ultimately comes from our relationship with God. We do life well because our relationship with God is right and we're listening to God. So God is there all the way through the book of Proverbs. How do we uh, get to Jesus when we're reading the book of Proverbs? Some books of the Bible, it's yep. fairly straightforward. But how do we understand how, how, how Jesus applies the book of Proverbs? Um, <laughs> because we're all fools and fools need a wise man to save them. Um, and Jesus is the ultimate expression of wisdom. Jesus is the ultimate declaration of what wisdom really is. I, I said a moment ago, as you read the book of Proverbs, I, I like to sort of sit and think in some of the Proverbs, this is Jesus speaking to me. Because it is the word of God and it is the word of Christ and, and, and Jesus is involved in that. Um, when you turn to the New Testament, Jesus was a wise man. You know, it says in Luke, for example, he grew in wisdom. Um, uh, Paul talks of Jesus as our wisdom, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Um, all the wisdom of God is seen in the gospel. Um, he dies in the eyes of the world as a fool. And you know, when Paul writes to the Corinthians, he says, you know, as far as the world is concerned, 
the cross is foolishness. It's a stumbling block for Jews. It's foolishness to, to educated philosophical Greeks and Romans. But it's the wisdom of God and it's the power of God. Because what's happening on the cross is that a the ultimate wise man appears to be dying in the most foolish way but expressing the wisest thing that God has ever done in order to save men and women who by nature, inclination and choice have behaved as fools. What is a fool according to the Bible? Fool isn't someone who's got no PhD or, or, or left school at 14 without any exams. A fool is someone who lives their life as if God did not exist. Um, uh, in the Psalms, Psalm 14, the, in, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It's not necessarily mean he's, not a, he's an atheist. What it means is that he does not know that God is real, or, or at least he lives as if God is not real. He lives his life without any reference to God at all. Philosophy means, in Greek, philio sophia, the love of wisdom. Sophia is wisdom. Uh, you can have a PhD and a, be a professor of philosophy at Oxford University um, and be a fool because you live as if God doesn't exist. You can be a guy working um, on the roads who never passed an exam, who, who, who finds reading difficult and yet you live for God's glory and you can be a wise man. Um, all of us have lived our lives as fools. All of us do foolish things. Sin is foolish. I need a saviour who's the ultimate wise man to mm. save me. So, so you find Jesus very often in the book of Proverbs. I've mentioned about the personification of wisdom, where wisdom speaks as if it's a, a, a beautiful woman, um, attractive and calling us. And, and, and that's not a prophecy of Christ, but it's a kind of a type of Christ, as, as we'll see when we get to Proverbs chapter 8. But, but you, you read Proverbs and you meet God and you meet Christ on every page. Mm, brilliant. Well, we look forward to uh, when we get started. I think two weeks into September. One yeah, week I think into it's September. The, I think it's the. Um, yeah, I think it's the. It could be. Could be the first Sunday evening in September. Oh, well, we look forward to that. Thank you for uh, introducing us today, Paul. Thank you.